the Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's Isaiah 9-6, one of the greatest verses in all the Bible. All Scripture is great, but some seems to go higher than others. This is Bert Harper, and this is Exploring the Word, and we have our guest host today, and it's Wesley Wildman. Wesley, hey, welcome, uh, brother. Hey, I'm glad to be here. I, I cut you off there because I'm that excited to be here. I've been thinking about this ever since you asked me to be a part of today's program. And so uh, we obviously, as always, we miss Alex when he can't be a part of the program. Of course, I listen when I'm not. A lot of times when I'm not on. So um, and I, you know, you can listen to your, your. You can listen from your desk. You know, you go to afr.net. You can listen from the app. You don't have to be in a car, you know, to It is amazing. Or- New technology, and I'm not a techie. Everybody mm-hmm. here knows that. I think I'm the only one that looks for a pencil trimmer. Everybody <laughs> else, you know, what do you do? What is wait, that? Wait, what's a pencil what's trimmer? What's a pencil trimmer? <laughs> and, uh, but it is great, yeah. especially when it works. It is, especially <laughs> when it works, and it is good. And I, I am I'm a lot like you, that Brother Bert. Now, I know uh, people look at me and my age and say, how so, but – I also do just as much. This is what I always tell people. I, I know, I know, and do just as much technology as I need for my job. Uh, <laughs> but, but I'm always reminded as I learn new things. I'm always reminded that there is a lot of convenience to the technology that we have today, and I'm always grateful for what I'm able to learn. Um, but I am not a tech guy. Well, one of the funniest things is I. I'm from the world, the World Book Encyclopedia. There you go. And uh, that's where you had to do your research. And sure. Every once in a while, I get to be on Trivia Friday, and sure. my wife says, now it's paying off <laughs> reading all those encyclopedias <laughs> that you yeah. read. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, but now, because of Internet, you don't – and so we've been discussing who do we leave our encyclopedias to when we're, when yeah. we're gone. So anyway. Do a lot of Googling. Hey, yeah, let's, it's good to be with you, man. Hey, I'm glad I to always be on the look program. forward to it, Wesley. Yeah. And we, we discussed what we was wanting to do in the first segment, mm-hmm. and I really uh, was proud that you uh, agreed to this and, uh, because right now with your age and you have children at home, three children at home, That's man. That's right. Three. Christmas is it exciting is. for you, isn't it? It really is. We 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 just get really thrilled. And uh, each uh, every other year for the last six years, we've had a new child. <laughs> because we uh, our oldest is six, our middle child's three, and we've got a newborn that's just a couple months old or a couple months new. And so uh, with each year, uh, it seems like we're adding a new baby and teaching them and, and, and develop some new tradition. You know, that's another thing I wanted. To, I'm glad we're taking the time with this program to talk about that. It is Christmas season. Yes. It's Christmas season. You know, I it's just a couple of days after Thanksgiving. I'm already telling people Merry Christmas. Uh, Amen. Uh, when I see them or when, when I'm out and about. And so it's been a good opportunity to minister as we've gone to restaurants and traveled. Uh, but uh, as far as my family goes, there's a couple things that we do that we have done as a family as a whole, and then there's some things that are new that we're doing. Just me and my ch- uh, my children and my wife and my spouse that we're doing at our house. And so one of the things we've done for many many years, and we there's three or four families that go with us. So if you can imagine, 
my intermediate family, which would be my parents, my brother, my sister, their 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 spouse and their children, and then a couple other families that are friends of ours, we go caroling each year. We've been doing that since I was a kid, and we've always thoroughly enjoyed that. Each year, uh, in the last eight or ten years, we've had to get more and more creative with uh, certain lo- locations being uh, limited as far as right. having people to go to. Um, and also, you don't also don't want, you want to go to places where they where they want you. You know, you don't want to just bust up in anywhere. Uh, so we've really enjoyed uh, going to the nursing homes. We've gone to hospice, uh, but this year we're actually going to go to a handful of people that we know personally that haven't been able to get out right. because of the COVID situation and, and their immune system, and that or, or maybe they've already maybe they currently have it and not able to get out. So we have some elderly friends. They're not, not able to get out, so we're going to do it that way. But now me and my family personally – Well, is, I want to say a yeah. word about Carolyn. Sure, go ahead. They ask you to help. They ask me to stay home <laughs> uh, for Carolyn season. It and is I know bad. why that is. Yes, you do. No, yeah, I, they no, let me go if yeah. I won't sing loud. Sure, and, yeah. And for me, not being loud, yeah. that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> but anyway, yes, yeah, Carol, you, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and people really do appreciate yeah, that. they, they do. really do. But what else? You were talking about another one? Yeah, we also, too, something that we've started this year. This is something my wife introduced to us a couple couple days back, uh, just right after Thanksgiving. uh was looking at something new in the afternoons before bedtime that we could begin to read or teach the kids. And I found a little book that uh, that walked through some of the important things of apologetics for kids and things like that. Well, I got it out and I was excited to start it. And my wife said, well, look, we're about to get into December. Why don't we just read a chapter from Luke each night? And, you know, if we miss one here or there, we can catch up. But let's try to read a chapter of Luke a night. Of course, that will cover, obviously, the Christmas story right. as well. And then we can do that through the month of December. So we've been doing that. We've missed a night or two, and then we'll play catch up. But we've really enjoyed uh, using the month of December to pick a chapter out of the book, or one chapter at a time through the book of Luke and read. And Brother Bert, as you know, there is a lot of things going on in our lives. And it seems like with each child, with each phase in our young adult life, that we get more and more busy and there's more things going on. All good. You know, I'm excited. I love I love being uh, active, you know, I don't like to just sit around, but on the other hand, in the process of doing things and being active, we can also forget the simple things in life, oh, me. just like reading the Bible with your kids. Right. And so, you know, I thought I would, uh, encourage our audience today, exploring the word audience, AFR audience to find that one thing. It may be reading a chapter from the book of Luke that may giving you an idea, but if not find something during the month of December that, uh, marks point, the time. Yeah. I mean, it's like we got it in our house, a little truck, and it's got, you know, how many days to Christmas. Yeah, there you go. so I enjoy turning that over. And uh, so you're looking at 18 days after Mm -hmm. the day. And so mark that time because that's what happened. And make it what you're doing, you're making it biblical because it says in the book of Luke, when her time was completed, yes. then she brought forth her firstborn son. Amen, yeah. So what we're doing is marking that time to sure. December the 25th, and, and you do that by reading the scriptures, sharing a, a song. There's enough Christmas songs that that really talk about Jesus. You could do that per each song mm-hmm. and let it, and you get it and, and play it for each, yeah. you know, over your phone. And and let yep. it be heard and right. do a little research and there's so many things that can mark that day mm-hmm. to make it really really special because it is yeah we've gone actually gone back and forth now that you mentioned that we've actually I've read a chapter and then one night we'll play the audio from my phone 
So we, we've kind of bounced back and forth as well. And I just want to add one more thing before we uh, before we move on from here, and that's that I understand each year that this that we get to Christmas season, I have at least one, sometimes multiple conversations with, with people that just don't quite get into that. Obviously, they're Christians. They believe uh, in the birth of Jesus, but they just don't quite get into the Christmas tree or the lights or the presents and things like that. And they do they their position as well. We don't want to trivialize the birth of Jesus. And I understand that, you know, the Puritans were concerned about that at times, and you know, and I understand that. But look, I think that we can do all these things and still make a lot about Jesus. Uh, I mean, you look at the gift giving. I mean, there's no better way than to give it, to, to teach your children the importance of uh, giving to someone else uh, for with nothing in return, with expecting nothing in return. Right. So I think at the end of the day, all these things that we do that celebrate Christmas that, that lead up to. December 25th, as we look at the birth of Jesus, I think as long as we do what we do here on Exploring the Word, and that's to keep the the main thing, the main thing, and to focus on the birth of Jesus, and then all the things that he taught us in his life, I think we'll be just fine, and I think we can uh, have a wonderful, fun Christmas, and go Christmas caroling, give gifts, receive gifts, um, so what what it says it's better to give than to receive. Yeah. And okay, Let how me, are we going to teach that? You better believe yeah. it. Let me share with you something that we did. We uh, would go somewhere. Usually, find it was Chuck Colson back then, and it was a Christmas tree with children whose father or mother or both were incarcerated, mm-hmm. and they, you know, looked like no Christian. So. We would go and with our children try to purchase certain because it would tell you the sure. things that they needed, and then we would ask them to go with us yeah. to to take it to them. Uh-huh. You're talking about more sure. blessed to give than to receive. Uh-huh. Make it make that part of what you're doing. Give yes. into others. Gifts or let me say the wise men brought what gifts, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and yeah. so yes, gift giving is great. And the lights on the tree, man, mm-hmm. Jesus is the light of the world. There it is. Yeah. I, I just want to tell you, a lot of things that we do for celebration yeah. has a lot to do with who Jesus Christ is. And so you don't have to bah humbug. Sure. You don't have to, you know, yeah. look at it and, and Scrooge and say mm-hmm. all those things. No, and uh-uh. The Grinch, all of those things. Yeah. Though, the, you say, well, how does that do it? If you look at it, you can see mm-hmm. what was happening when Jesus was born and those wise men came. Herod had all those babies mm-hmm. slain, two years sure. old and younger, and Jesus was gone. So all of that goes into it, and they say, yes, Satan hates Christmas because that was the incarnation when God with us, Emmanuel, God mm-hmm. with us. So don't, don't try to hide and, and ignore it, but get into it. It may be limited, but uh, don't criticize. I'm just sharing. Don't criticize those that do, that are doing their best Absolutely. to make Jesus the theme and the center of, of your day. Yeah, and for us as Christians, as believers, what better uh, softball we thrown that we have a holiday in which it is, we can, it's not even having to go out of your way or uncomfortable to talk about because everybody's celebrating it, whether they realize the original meaning of it or not. How much better is it for us to talk about that? I mean, it is like a, uh, I, I, I have more conversations about my faith and about uh, Jesus during Christmas, during the month of December, than I do the other 10 months, 11 months out of the year. It is. It's just so. like when you say 2021, 2022. Now, what, the world has secularized that, and they'll say CE, Common Era, yeah, or BCE, Before Common Era. 
And I tell them, I said, every time you say the number, you're still talking you're about still the having, Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. I said, you don't take Christ out of Christmas, no matter how hard you try. Yeah. You remember they'd put the big O-X they tried there? That, well, yeah. I want to tell you, guess what? In the Greek, that, that was Christ, representation yeah. of Christ. And if you turn that X right, you'd make it look like a cross. You still and, and going <laughs> to listen. We're going to make, yeah. Yeah. Bring Jesus into it if it's possible and let him be seen. Well, what we're going to do in the next segment, Mm -hmm. we're going to take phone calls in the last segment, Wesley, is we're going to talk a little bit about Isaiah. And uh, chapter 6 is about seeing the Lord high and lifted up Mm -hmm. and and what Isaiah did at that difficult time. Because what you do, you say, well, that doesn't have anything with the Christmas story. We'll get to it. But it does because we want people to see God Mm -hmm. through us. And Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up. We'll get to that. Then we're going to look at chapter 9 that I, I was, Isaiah, listen, I'm not sure it's any higher than that in the Old Testament. So I'm, we're going to do that the next segment. But one last thing, when with, with your young, young family, you got grandparents to go to, you know, for them. Yes, sure. And great, and you, great your grandparents. That's right. Okay. Grandparents. So, man. Juggling time is an era issue, isn't it? It is. And, you know, um, uh, there's something we can learn from Romans chapter 14, I believe it is, that says every day everybody evaluates a different day and, and, and purposes a different day. You know, that's why my family, we actually, my intermediate family, we actually celebrate Christmas as a family the Saturday before so that it frees up us as children or as uh, as young adults to go to our spouse's family on Christmas weekend. So there's all kind of creative ways. Don't make, do not make a holiday or make, a, especially Christmas or Easter, any of these days, don't make it about uh, a specific day in a way that you uh, get, don't get along with other people. This is Pause to Pray. A chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for William Moore, director of the Defense Commissary Agency. He oversees the sale of groceries and household goods to members of the U.S. military. Psalm 145, verses 15 and 16 reminds us that God always provides. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide William Moore as he helps provide food and goods to our nation's military. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. Dr. Tony Evans says when God hears our prayers, He not only connects with what we say, but with what we feel. He'll explain as we turn to Hebrews 4.15 and spend two minutes with Tony. Let me tell you something about God. He's emotional. Now, we don't talk a lot about the emotions of God, but we see it all in Scripture. We see where God gets angry. The Bible says the joy of the Lord, so He can get joyful. The Bible talks about God being pleased or being pleasured, loving the feeling. There are all kinds of statements about God's feelings. You don't just want to reach God's ears, you want to touch God's heart. Because he's a feeling kind of God. He came to sympathize. 
with our hurts. That's a, that's a feeling thing. That's why when we want to just throw stuff up to God without trying to connect with God, we want him to hear our words but not feel our hearts. You know how it is with people when they talking to us but they ain't feeling us. We're not connecting on this point. And they can repeat back what you said, but they don't feel why you said it. We have that in human reactions and dynamics all the time. God just doesn't want to hear you. He wants to feel you. And nothing enhances a relationship like when what is said is also what is felt. Because when the words touch the heart, you got a thing going on in Learn more principles that can get you connected with God and His power. Check out Tony's CD series, Igniting Kingdom Prayer, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. In Him we were also chosen as God's own, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything by the counsel of His will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, would be for the praise of His glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Just give me Jesus. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace are just a few names that we find in the book of Isaiah that describes the our, our Christ, our Jesus Christ, which was prophesied 800 years before in the book of Isaiah. And we'll may get into it in a little bit. I have some uh, written down, uh, several of the prophecies that were fulfilled in, uh, the, in the New Testament that were prophesied in the Old Testament, and this was just one of them. So we are excited. You're listening to talk about this. You're listening to Exploring the Word here on American Family Radio. As uh, My name is Wesley Wildman, and I am filling in for Alex McFarland as a co-host, and uh, Brother Bird is with us. For those that did not get to listen to the first segment, we talked about the importance of Christmas. We talked about the importance of spending time with your family. And, and uh, last but not least, and most importantly, at the end of the day, with all the things that we do that reminds us about the importance of giving and, and celebrating and having a good time, the most important thing is to make a lot about Jesus and to remind your children, your cousins, your family, that the most important thing is the birth of Jesus. And from there, we have a lot to celebrate and a lot to be excited about. Now, in this segment, before we take your phone calls, we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 6 and 9. Is that correct, Brother Bird? It is. The reason I wanted to look at chapter 6 is the calling. We are called to be witnesses anywhere, anytime, any place. Now, before I go into details, I love what Isaiah said in verse 8 after the Lord called him. He said, uh, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Now, mm -hmm. I, I, that honestly is a Christmas message that we have been sent by God because we have the gift of salvation given to us and we're to go and share it now what happened here 
Isaiah, in the year that King Uzziah died, mm -hmm. there was upheaval. There was questions of what's going to happen now. Anytime you have a transition, I don't care if it's a president or a king or who it might be, there's always those questions, and we know that well in the United States yes. from administration to administration. Right. So here it is. In the time when unsurety, God spoke. And I, I just want to share with our audience today, and I want you to take it, take it from there, Wesley, at a time of kind of being unsure about America, the direction we're mm -hmm. going to go or not go, the ruling of a Supreme Court, uh, 22 elections coming up, which way to go, so much insurance, yep. the economy. Yeah, I the economy is huge. Inflation, right you know, and is it yep. what's going to happen? So a lot of questions. So in that time of questioning, look to the Lord. Amen. He saw the yeah. Lord high and lifted up. Look, you, you said it in the first segment, and yeah. you opened up with it again. Make much of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So during this time of difficulty, of unsurety, what better time at Christmas time than to look to Jesus? He is the wonderful counselor that we talked about. He absolutely, absolutely is. And, and one of my favorite things that I was reminded of as we as I prepared for chapter six, when I looked at this, is that when he, we often remember the part right here that you just read that Isaiah raised his hand and said, send me. But if you notice before that, he also was very uh, forthright and, and very, he had a very good understanding about his position. Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? So we uh, don't think about this as, as Isaiah raising his hand in a, in a way of arrogance or, or haughtiness uh, as if to think that he himself could fulfill this. But apart from God, he knew that he was nothing. I mean, he said, woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips amongst people with unclean lips. So he understood his position. And as a result of that, he was he was raising his hand with his trust and his faith in God saying to send me. And so Isaiah was a good example of a reminder of understanding that apart from God, we can do nothing. Exactly, and, Wesley. And and he his dependence was upon him. 100%. He knew that. And when he looked up into heaven, mm -hmm. he would cry, holy, oh. holy, holy. <laughs> uh, that's the song they sang. Yeah. And over in the book of Revelation, chapter 5, we share, uh, the, our speakers shared with that this morning, mm -hmm. that in Revelation, it talked about them singing, he is holy, 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 holy. Mm -hmm. That part of God never changes. He is holy. And can, can you imagine this? Here's the seraphim with their wings. It says with two, with two wings, they would cover their feet. With two wings, they'd cover their face. Uh -huh. And with two wings, they would fly. Uh -huh. But they would go around flying around the throne. And wherever they looked, he's holy. Fly a little bit further. Holy, fly a little <laughs> yes. bit further. Holy, do you catch Absolutely. the picture that I'm Absolutely. painting for you? I catch it, yeah. God is holy. holy. Yeah. There's no one like him. And during Christmas, the incarnation of Jesus, there's no one like him. The shepherds were made known by the angels. This day today is born in the city of David, a Savior who mm -hmm. is Christ the King. The wise men would see that star in the east, mm -hmm. and they would make that trek all the way to Jerusalem and then Bethlehem to see this Christ child. He is born King of the Jews. So holy, holy, holy is Jesus on the throne. But can I say holy, holy, holy is Jesus in the in the manger? Absolutely, he yes. is holy. Amen. Absolutely. You know, on the other end of that, that just reminds us, too, our position in front of a holy God because 
I know one of the most uh, common sins amongst humanity is self-righteousness and to, and to think that and to think that we ourselves can uh, do a certain amount of good deeds to reach a level of righteousness. But uh, we know this, uh, and I'm reminded of this often, you know, looking at Romans chapter 1, uh, looking at the Old Testament, um, we are sinners. We're sinners by nature and by choice, and we're in need of what we see in, at Christmas time, and that, what we're reminded of at Christmas time, and that's the birth of Jesus, who was born from a virgin and was lived a perfect, sinless life. Uh, and, and he was uh, both God and man. Yeah. Uh, you say, well, I don't understand that. I don't join join, join the it. crowd, yeah. and uh, yeah. th- this is the God we serve. That God loved us. I've used this illustration before, but I love to use it. It was given by my friend Mike Brzezinski. Mike is just a great guy. He is unable to to preach like he did because of illness, but man, he could preach. But he was sharing this story, Wesley, and I those that's heard from time to time they've heard me tell it. But we have new people hadn't heard it yet. But he was, he was witnessing to mm-hmm. a, a man who owned a, a rural country store. Sure. And uh, he, you know, in that area, there's a lot of fishing going on. Yep. So in the back of his store, he had some tubs that were filled with dirt, with earthworms that he could gather and sell for fishermen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so that was going on. But uh, Mike was, was talking to him about Jesus, him being born. Yeah, I know that. Sure. What about him? Becoming and seeing and dying on the cross, he said, "I don't see that as a big deal. If I knew I was going to be living in three <laughs> days, I'd die for him too. Sure. You know, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of callous." And yeah. Mike, he said, "Man, I've got to rethink that." Then Mike read from Psalm 22. It says in that passage that is a messianic psalm. It says, "I'm a worm and not a man." Mm. And he thought of the worms. He thought of that those worms behind that man's store. So he, after praying a while and getting ready, geared and loaded. He went back to that man. He told him, he reminded him what he said. And he yeah. said, well, sir, let me tell you this. And this has to do with Christmas. He said, not only did Jesus become sin for us on the cross, but he became flesh. And the man said, I don't see that as a big deal. And he said, well, let me ask you this. You know those worms you got in the back of your story? He said, yeah. He said, if you knew they were going to die uh. and there was no way to save them except for you to become a worm and live with them and then remain a worm the rest of your life, mm. would you sacrifice your humanity yeah. to become an earthworm to save the earthworms? And he said, of course not. And Mike said, sir, there's a greater difference between God <laughs> and us than <laughs> there is you and me and those earthworms. Oh, my word. That's, that's, that's the, exactly right. That's Christmas. That's and so it. every time I think, well, the incarnation – that story comes to my mind because he became flesh and dwelt among us, Wesley. Absolutely. And then we also see uh, in Philippians, is it Philippians, where he says that uh, he became flesh? He emptied himself. He emptied himself. Yep. He did. That emptied that is called the divine kenosis, and there's a lot of things. What did he empty himself of? I, again, that's one of those things, you know, but I know he wasn't a baby, mm-hmm. and he— uh, and saying, okay, I got to act like a baby and lay sure. here in the manger yeah. when I know everything. No, because it says he grew in favor with God in man. There was, a pra- there was a process of him growing and attaining what? But he was willing to sacrifice yes. all of that in order to come to this earth and live as a man for us. Absolutely. That's a sacrifice. Absolutely. And, and uh, with that's, chap- that's a lot of chapter sixes that we covered with the time we got left. 
do we want to get to chapter 9? Because I know at the yeah, beginning I've read and you've read uh, verse 6, and I know that I want to talk a lot about these names that are called God because he didn't just do one or two. There was four. He did. Let me give this in verse 2, and then we'll go to 6. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them that light has shined. Mm. That light is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ and in darkness. And light always overcomes darkness. If you walk into a dark room, what do you got to do? Flip on the light. (laughs) For darkness to come, it doesn't ever overtake the light unless you put the light out. Mm -hmm. That's Jesus. And no wonder it says, this child is born to us, Wesley. You know, uh, for us, one thing that we have to be reminded of all the time is that with the people that if you I've read and studied just recently, and I talked about this on um, uh, AFA Decor and Walker's program about a week or two ago, but I looked at just a handful of revivals in different countries and across the last couple hundred years, and almost every time or every time I've seen the people that were in the revival didn't know they were in the revival at the time. It wasn't right. until after the fact that exactly. people began to read about it right. and, and, and of course, write about it as well. And so for us, well, I don't know necessarily if we should, what specifically we need to be looking for, you know, uh, in a revival, but just remain faithful, uh, remain courageous, and to remember that everything that we do in our words and our deeds is a witness. And no better witness that I know of than to be uh, uh, transparent and, and, and repent of your sins when you do wrong, because even as Christians, we still uh, privately sin and publicly sin, and we need to confess those and make those things right. But uh, recognizing your, your sin nature, trusting in the Lord, and uh, being a good witness for Him, there is no better way, because as a result of that, that's where we're able to shine the light of the gospel and what Christ has done for us, and people can get saved through that. You know, it was the story of St. Nicholas, uh, since we're talking about Christmas. Yeah. There's a couple, there's a lot there, and we, you can talk about that for hours, his his life, you know, his whole life, and there's a lot of uh, moments in, through his life that are just uh, transparent and just really good. In fact, you could go, you could learn a lot from going to American Minute, Bill Federer. There's a lot there. But one of the things that, that I was reminded of when I was studying his life is that there was, a, there was he reached a point where he was considering going to a monastery and becoming, you know, but the Lord spoke to him and said, don't, don't, uh, don't, what is it? Don't put a light over your, oh, you, a bushel yeah, over right, your light. Right. That's it. That's it. And so, it, it, you know, there's a temptation, you know, as Christians to kind of separate ourselves, uh, separatists from the world. But remember, we're only here for a season, a short time in the grand scheme of eternity. We're just here for a glimpse and we need to make every moment count yeah we're to be in the world but not of the world romans 12 That's makes right. that plain we're, we're to be we're going to rub shoulders with mm-hmm. the world how they can see us we we're witnesses jesus said they'll see your good works and glorify your father if you're hidden away mm-hmm. uh, what's that means uh wesley and we i want to get to this real quick sure. so we'll have to but i got to say this you know I think that's why what we do outside of the building call sure. we call the church yeah. 
is so vital very, very that much so. they see our good works. They don't necessarily see them when we're hidden away. <laughs> they yes. see it out there when we're out yes. there ministering and serving, Absolutely. caroling to yeah, those caroling people. Caroling at Christmas. Exactly. I told you, this is a softball season for Christians. It is. <laughs> Giving gifts to, yeah. to people. That, Absolutely. That paying, paying for uh, officers' yeah. meal when you see them Absolutely. somewhere and they're behind you. Yes. Pay ahead and let Absolutely. them see that and then let them know. You know, speaking about that, you know, we have October now that we celebrate our pastors and pastor depreciation month but you know christmas is a good time too to recognize your pastor and <laughs> do something special for them because they carry a lot of burdens too and we support obviously in the same way we support our law enforcement we support our pastors and local people and missionaries as well too we're not going to have time to go over for let's talk about wonderful counselor yeah. Uh, some people say he's wonderful counselor. I, I think they're together. together. He's a wonderful counselor. Either That's way, right. it's good. I'm not yeah. going to argue the debate. But he is. We desperately need guidance. Uh, the Bible makes it plain in Proverbs that he will direct us. Yep. He will. He is a light under our path, you know. So he is a wonderful counselor, and he can counsel us at difficult times. He gives wisdom to us, doesn't he? He sure does. And I've always said one of my favorite attributes or my favorite things about God is that he always keeps his word. <laughs> he, never, he never lies. He never misleads. He's always honest. Uh, even uh, as humans, even the best of us at times can be misleading or, or you know, to tell something that's not completely true or to not fulfill something that we said we were going to do, uh, even some of the small things. But that's not true about God. And that's not true about Jesus either. He always keeps his word. As you mentioned in Proverbs, it says there, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And also in Philippians, it talks very important about us putting our faith in him and and, and praying and knowing that he has our best interest and heart. And that even though he, and he also, what's it say about him? Peaceful, uh, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Yeah, the Prince of Peace. That Prince of Peace where he, provides the peace for us doesn't mean that he removes any of the difficult circumstances around us but we know that he is the prince of peace for us in the middle, in the middle of, of the chaos he gives peace, peace. Yep. he does hey we're going to take phone calls that number 888-589-8840 uh, uh wesley and i mm -hmm. would love to hear from you today give us sure a call Bishop E.W. Jackson. What needs to be told to these black men is get a job, stop fathering children that you can't take care of, stop hanging out in the streets, and stop acting like the cops are your enemy anytime you interact with them, particularly when you're interacting with them in a situation where you know they've come expecting potential trouble because of the circumstances you've allowed yourself to be in. How about trying that? Weekdays at noon central on American Family Radio. This is Frank Gaffney, host of Secure Freedom Radio. It's your personal daily intelligence briefing about the challenges we face, how they're likely to affect you, and what we can do about them. You can find Secure Freedom Radio here every weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune in to learn from our extraordinary experts what you need to know and will want to share. Join us for Secure Freedom Radio tonight at 11 Eastern, right here on AFR. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. These words were shared between Cleopas and his companion on the seven-mile walk from Jerusalem 
to Emmaus as Jesus in resurrected form used the Hebrew scriptures to reveal himself to them as the Messiah. There are at least 109 distinct biblical prophecies the Messiah had to fulfill. The mathematical probability of such a feat occurring is astoundingly absurd, yet that absurdity is satisfied in Jesus, the Messiah. Come, let us adore Him. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner. For more, from Abraham Hamilton III, Public Policy Analyst for the American Family Association. This is Dr. Stephen Rummage with today's Moving Forward Minute. Hebrews 13, verse 15 says this, Let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. On Saturday mornings at our house, my wife Michelle is the worship leader. She doesn't usually realize it, but most Saturday mornings as she's bathing our dog Joey, she begins singing songs that praise God. And when I hear her, I join in. I love the spontaneous worship of our Lord that happens at our house on Saturday. And by now, Joey the dog probably expects it. You ought to find something to praise God for every day. When you praise the Lord, He fills the mundane and even the difficult experiences of your life with joy and worship. Our worship is for the Lord, but it brings a great benefit to our hearts as well. For more resources, visit movingforwardradio.org. Join me every Sunday morning at 8.30 Central for Moving Forward right here on AFR. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Do not be anxious about anything but everything in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your present your request to God that comes in the context of being content and it's a difficult thing to do at times uh, for us as Christians and but finding contentment in Christ and therefore we know that through that we can trust God and he will be our wonderful counselor uh brother Bert um I've really enjoyed being on the program today I thank you so much for the opportunity and um I know that we typically take phone calls in the in the final segment which yeah. is where we're at, where, which is where we are I almost said where we're at <laughs> but then I caught myself because my grandmother would remind me that a pre, is it a preposition then go at the end of a sentence uh, is that yes. right is Listen, that right you're asking somebody okay that never mind English language yes. is a mystery oh. to me and me too. So, yeah, I, but. but isn't it great that we can communicate? It yeah. is. Hey, we're going to go to the phone lines. And, Wesley, let me just share with you. Sure. It's always a joy to be on with hey, you. Thank you. Uh, and I mean that truthfully. I enjoy uh, the millennials. I mm. A lot of folks down, I said, not me, man. Yeah. No. I love them. Uh, I've been <laughs> yeah. adopted by a few, the interim churches I've been in and the college age kids and they said we we want to adopt you as one of our group and so i hey, enjoy it hey man. we have we have our issues and each generation does but i tell you one thing they're getting right and they continue to snowball in the right direction but they're understanding life amen and, That's and, and, and how much better life than to talk about than the life of jesus and his birth there in christmas time praise the lord hey let's go to arkansas and talk to richard richard welcome to exploring the word Hi, uh, Bert and Wesley. Uh, I have a question concerning uh, Genesis chapter 4, uh, where uh, the birth of Cain and Abel. I heard a preacher saying that Cain and Abel were twins, 
but it's not nearly as clear about uh, Cain and Abel as Esau and Jacob. So I was just wondering what your take on that was. Well, let me just tell you. Here's what you do. Speculation by looking at things will lead you to, I, I would say, uh, thoughts that may or may not be right. The Bible does not say. I. Uh, there's no evidence that they were t- twins. Just like you said, uh, Esau and Jacob, definitely. and But Cain and Abel, no. And it had to do with their offerings and one, I, I mean, it really had to do with humility and pride. If you really get down to it, God really hates pride. pride. Yep. He does. And uh, Cain's offering was filled with, look what I have done. Yep. And so there's no evidence, Richard, that they were twins. I um, I don't know where the that speaker got that. Sure. And there's nothing worse to do. Trust me. And there's nothing more that divides Christians and extrapolate from Scripture something that's just not there. So just take it at face value, whatever it says, and go from there. Now, obviously, we do have a lot nowadays with uh, Logos and other resources. That's just one of thousands of them. We have a lot of resources where we can look at history and we can look at things that, um, and we have other sources to look at. But ultimately, when it comes to quoting something from Scripture, don't extrapolate or take anything more than what it says. And I do a lot. It's of, not necessary. Yeah, it's I do a lot of preparation for Bible study yes. every day. Yeah. You know, on exploring the Word, and then I preach on the weekends, and I do other times. And I, I just want to tell you, uh, you stick with the Bible. I remember we were doing missions down in Nicaragua at my uh, my previous church. We'd go on mission there, and what I would do, I would teach the pastors to preach, uh, you know, effective sermons and Bible studies without any helps. Now, I had them, you know, but when you dig into the Scriptures, the Old Testament, comparing the New Testament with the Holy Spirit leading you, without knowing that, you don't extrapolate and figure out. You stick to what the Word says. That's good advice. Hey, one other thing that I think about as we talked about the birth of Jesus uh, with Christmas in the last segment, but one of the things that he did so well was he was a great Bible teacher. He was a great teacher. And think about the most famous sermon that he had on the mount and how simple and short and sweet that was. Uh, it's just not necessary to do anything beyond just uh, teaching from the text. Amen. So. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for your call. And next, we're going to go to Texas and talk to Jeff. Jeff, welcome. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet, man. Hey, speaking of keeping it simple, uh, my question is about the first beatitude. Uh, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. Just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on on what that what that means and what that could mean. Okay, it has to everything to do with what I just talked about, Jeff, and that's humility. It really does. When you look at the Beatitudes, it's not giving you a roadmap to salvation, but it is giving you a roadmap to discipleship. And you always start, I don't care where you are, how you are, your age, I don't care your society position, economic position, you start with the basic need of humility. God is God, I am man, I can't save myself, I need him. So the poor in spirit has the idea of humility, Mm -hmm. and it leads, each one of those leads to the next in the Beatitudes. I've got a series of sermons. When you've preached for 40-something years, you got a lot of sermon material there. But it's preaching on those Beatitudes. One leads to the other. And, Jeff, let me say, 
humility is the launching pad for salvation, and it's also the launching pad for discipleship, that I humble myself before God, and he will lift us up. That has to do with salvation, Wesley. It does. Uh, another one of the bad Beatitudes that come to mind is blessed those who are persecuted. That's that's at the end. Mm-hmm. See what happens as you grow in the Lord and you get more like him. Guess what's going to happen? Uh, you're going to be, you're not going to be at home. There's an old song that says, this world is not my home anymore. Yep. And when they see you as, quote, otherworldly, you know, yep. following Christ, uh, it brings conviction and it brings on some difficulties. It says here, blessed are the poor in spirit for those is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger, for they will thirst for righteousness. And it goes on. Beatitudes are found in Matthew chapter 5. Best sermon, longest sermon. You're right, Jeff, and it is simple. But notice that after you humble yourself before God, then you mourn over your condition. That has to do with the idea of, of us being contrite in our heart, you know, repentance in turn. And each one of those, you see, leads to the other. Yep. If you can see that in your walk with Christ, that's the way you continually grow in Wesley. Guess what? You never arrive no. uh, here upon earth. As long as you're leave, living, breathing, you've never arrived. I had a friend just a moment ago. I was outside. He had been here, and he, he was telling me about the book that uh, Alex and I have written. And he said, I've given two away. And he said, I gave them to a man that said he hadn't sinned, and we both said, well, he just messed up when he said that, you know, because the Bible says he who has no sin is a liar, and the truth is not in him. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, the truth is we are needy. We need a Savior, and you start with humility in your walk with him. Yeah, blessed are the poor in spirit means that we recognize our need for God. Amen. Hey, Jeff, thank you. I appreciate you listening, man. Let's stay in Texas and talk to Alex. Since we couldn't have Alex McFarland here, we <laughs> got go. Alex from Texas with us. Welcome, man. Hello. Um, um, good to talk to y'all. I really enjoy the show. Um, but um, sorry that Alex isn't there. Uh, I, I really enjoy listening to, uh, to Alex. But um, when you're talking about the worms, that worm story, yes, um, it, it reminded me of, uh, I don't remember what part of Hebrews it is, but it says that that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels, and um, that by the grace of God he would taste death for every man. And that's one of my favorite verses. Mm. I I agree with you, Alex. What Jesus did, and this is why Christmas is so important, guys. God becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Wesley, I've asked Alex this, and he hasn't said no. I find no places in Scripture after Jesus' incarnation that he is not in one place at one time. Mm-hmm. Now, beforehand, you know, we talked earlier about Philippians. He emptied himself, mm-hmm. sacrificing of becoming flesh, sacrificing omnipresence. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, sure. so the incarnation. Yeah. And Jesus coming to us so he could save us. Mm-hmm. Not only was it his sacrifice on the cross, right. but it was the sacrifice he gave from heaven to earth. Absolutely. Now, it says in Philippians 2, that same scripture, mm-hmm. it says that because of his obedience, God gave him a name 
that is higher than any other, other name, uh-huh. that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that he is yeah. Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Through obedience, yep. Jesus attained a higher calling. I That blows my mind. That's And yeah. part of that is the incarnation. Yeah, I, thank you for reminding us of that uh, passage. What was his name? That was Alex. Alex, thank you for reminding us that. You know, that was a quote from Psalm chapter 8, verse 5. And it's re-quoted in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. Yeah, if you're going to read Hebrews or Jude, you better have the Old Testament <laughs> ready because by. they yeah. refer to it quite a bit. Okay, thank you again. Let's go to North Carolina and talk to Richard. Richard, welcome. Hello, how are you? Doing really well today. To on the it's good I to have you, really man. I want to be on the radio, but okay. Uh, I'm out here in Alex's territory. But anyways, uh, I just would like to get a prayer uh, request. Uh, somebody called me up and told me he's a sheriff and told me that uh, somebody wrote him a note and asked him to pray for uh, Jesse Sparkles. He's uh, got cancer in his lungs and in his, uh, I believe it's his liver, and he's uh, six months old mm. and being hospital. Wow. Richard, thank you. Wesley, that's why Exploring the Word is such an important program Absolutely. in the AFR lineup. Absolutely. I mean, we are geared. We're, we're a big nationwide Bible study. And that's right. part of Bible study is small groups, and part of that small groups is praying for needs, yep. isn't it? Absolutely. Would you mind leading us in prayer for Jeffy? He is six months old. Let's do that right now. That. Would you do that? Lord Jesus, thank you for Jeffy's life. Lord, we know that every uh, one, including Jeffy, Lord, is created in your image, Lord, and has value. Lord, we pray for his family, Lord, that you would uh, give them wisdom and understanding, Lord. And, Lord, I pray that you would bring them the be the prince of peace for them, Lord, as we talked about earlier. Lord, we just pray that you perform a miracle in Jeffy's life, Lord, that you would reach down from heaven, Lord, and that you would do something that no doctor or no medicine can do, Lord that you would heal his body, Lord, and that he would have a testimony of what you did, Lord, and it would be beyond our understanding and comprehension, Lord. We just ask this and plead for this, Lord, just as if he was one of our own children or one of our own family members. This is how we ask it, Lord, and sincerity, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Do what I try to do. Write the name down, Jeffy. Put it down, and you can pray for him, but especially the next 24 hours. Be in prayer. Yes, ask God to direct uh, children. This mm. is tough at it Christmas time. Anytime it, it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on one of the other program I do, Exploring Missions, you can look on the podcast and look what was broadcast last weekend, and it was about those that are grieving mm. during the time of Christmas. Okay. We we interviewed Monica Cole, who sure. is a, uh, she's a uh, staff member, an employee here at AFA, here, and. And so she was talking about what ministered to her son mm. and her during that period of time. And so look for people. You're talking about looking for ways to minister. That's right. Look for people like this that are hurting during this time. Yes, amen. And do everything you can to help them. So we're amen. praying for Jeffy. Thank you, Richard. Man, you, you've blessed us by calling in. Let's go to Virginia and talk. Is it Jose? Hello. Good afternoon, brothers. Good afternoon. Good Welcome, you. man. Thanks. Thank you for your program. I have this question for a long time. Matthew 1, 23 to 25. It says, 
that the, uh, the message was given through Isaiah for the virgin to bear a child, and his name will be Emmanuel. And then in, Matthew, in chapter 20, in, uh, verse 25, Matthew tells, and the virgin had a boy, a, a son, and she called her him uh, Jesus. So, which one is? <laughs> I love to answer. Jose, I love answer that question. Your answer is yes. Yeah, I was going to uh, say both, but yes. Both. Yeah. Yes, that's it. He is Emmanuel. That is a title that, again, that Isaiah said, and it means, I think you probably know this. It says it right there. It's translated God with us. God coming to us. Jesus, Jesus, or Yeshua, same as Old Testament, Joshua, mm-hmm. Savior. So it is both, and it, as you said, and that it's it's not in conflict. It's like the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord is His position. It is Jesus is His name. Christ is His title. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yes. a lot of times we say the Lord Jesus Christ. We think says no name. That's His. That's His position. He is Lord. Yes, and Christ. And the, the Greek word for Messiah, mm-hmm. and he is with us. And the, and the secret part of this, uh, Jose, is Messiah. The Messiah has come, and, and he is with us. He dwells with us. Wesley. Absolutely. Both. Yes. <laughs> it is. And, and we I, probably, I'm looking at it, I'm probably preaching on the meaning of Emmanuel Sunday. <laughs> Uh, yes, at First Baptist Baldwin, where I'm oh, interim pastor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, great. And I, I'm going to preach on Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. What God could have said, "I love you from heaven." He yes. sent the prophets. Could have. He said, but he said, "I love you too much to stay it from afar." So I'm coming and saying it with you. And then also gave us the perfect example. He did. He was the perfect example. Jesus is. Hey, Wesley, thank you for being with us. I have enjoyed it. I'm glad to be on. I'm, I'm grateful for these calls that called in. What what a wonderful group of calls we had today. Aren't we blessed to oh, have hey. friends like that we're, would take time to talk to us? We're blessed. God, through my papa, gave us a wonderful platform on the radio here um, for AFR. So. Amen. Listen, thank you for listening to Exploring the Word. Share someone about AFR and Exploring the Word, but more importantly, share with them about Jesus. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.